Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. All right, we are doing this thing again, jumping right into another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast. And today is one I'm really excited about because I feel like it's going to give you a lot of power to make different decisions in your life and to solidify the success that you want. Whether this is goals, whether you have a history of getting on the wagon for a while and then falling off. If you're a self-sabotager, if you do a lot of self-negotiations, this is going to be a powerful episode for you. We're digging into why new habits, why goals that you set for yourself are easily derailed, how you can recognize it, how you can overcome it, and a challenge that you can actually walk through to make sure that you're going to be more successful, set yourself up for having long-term Uh, achievement in these areas, whether it's finance, nutrition, fitness, overall health, whatever, this episode is going to bring a lot of really valuable insight and tips into your life. But I want to begin by saying, you have to be willing to listen, to hear, to implement and to stay committed with any goal that you have for yourself. Consistency is key. The long-term happens when the short-term happens also. Enjoy this episode. Stephen and I will dive right into it. That's your cue. Okay, I guess so. (laughs) Bellies are rumbling. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast. Today's guest, who has been on, what is this, your third time, I think? You are the most frequently guested person on the I show. I think so. I feel I feel fully guested. I feel like I should have like a Price is Right walk into the room or something. Yes. I feel good about maybe, it. Maybe I can like put some sound bite or something in there. Yeah. Um, but today's topic is a really good one. And it's something that every single person struggles with to some degree or another. So I'm excited to talk about this. Um, and to be specific, why new habits die off so quickly And we're going to try to help guide you to rewriting those perceived failures and changing how you're able to solidify new habits and kind of mitigating some of that hiccup potential. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to bring you on for this because I remember like almost four years ago, one of the first conversations that we had because we both have a background in training and coaching and we've been doing it for a long time. And we were just kind of, we're on a long car ride back from Utah and we were talking about clients and exactly this topic, forming new habits and where we see patterns in trial and error for people, um, where we see people have really great success and then others who tend to maybe hit those road bumps more frequently And I loved what you said to me then, and I've thought about it so many times because admittedly, I'm a little bit more one of those people and coaches who is, let's, let's fast track this for you. Let's like figure out how we can do this so that it's sustainable, but we can kind of get there the quickest. And I think you have a good approach because yours might take a little bit longer per se, but you really get to help people understand 
how and when to add different habits in, right? Because you tell us about what your example with adding too much too soon and how that can really hinder you, even if you have good intentions. Well, I think it could be in any matter of life, whether it's fitness or wellness or, or establishing what a habit even is. Um, you know, if you've got a truck and you want to get some apples, one apple isn't enough, but five tons is probably going to break the truck. You know, um, you need to have an avenue of success set for you. So in my opinion, in my experience, we, we've always, I've always gone like first and second gear, pretty much how you described it. I don't think that there's any problem or any lack of success in fast tracking it. I think it depends on your client. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's their ability to, to maintain a pace or to absorb all of your information or knowledge, right? Guidance. So kind of what I've always done was people want to know, number one, well, I'm going to come to the gym, let's say just a real standard for easy mathematics three days a week. I'm going to meet you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I'm going to change all this stuff about my food. I'm going to change all these habits. I'm gung ho, all this stuff. And so kind of the way that I've always described it to people is if you were to, you're just going to come to the gym and you're going to come three days a week the amount of habits you're going to have to change or or reorder is going to be a lot larger number than you even imagine if you sit down and write it out. Yeah. So somebody thinks, okay, I'm changing this one thing. I'm going to go to the gym three days a week, Mm -hmm. but there are so many things about your schedule, timing, childcare, commute, all the things, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not going to go to the gym in the clothes you sleep in. You know, you're going to have a snack before or after. You're probably going to have to drive to the gym unless you've got a short walk or, you know, a bicycle ride or something. Either way, you're going to have to transport yourself from home to the gym. And if it's something that you're not used to doing, you can sit there and write out, well, I have to get my clothes ready. Do I have clothes for that? What am I going to do in the morning when my only time to go if I work a nine to five is going to be 7 a.m.? Well, I've got three kids. What do I do with those kids? Uh, my husband or wife goes to work at 6.30, so they can't be there to watch them. So how do we make this work? And you're, you haven't even left the house yet. So I think that going into it, it's a big... I'd love to fly a plane. You don't want me to go up in a plane and fly the plane by myself right now just because I want to. <laughs> It'd be really good to know the controls and how it works and the what-ifs, right? And the bailouts and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think that the retention rate of going all in 100% right off the bat is extremely low, if not zero. And I think that, you know, all of us have excuses. Whether you are the busiest person on earth, the president, a, a, a mom at home, you there's a lot of different excuses that we can make. Oh, yeah. And I've always said, you know, it's just if you decide you're going to use them or not. But when we're connecting this to starting a new habit, and now we have all these different challenges to overcome, the planning, the timing, again, the childcare, the commute, all those different things, and those are coming up. So we're we're now being faced with having to make those decisions and having to schedule things in that when those things don't work out, right, when your husband doesn't get home in time or your wife doesn't or you don't get off work in time, those excuses are now, they're coming into 
into the point where you're trying to make this new habit, but now this thing that you have to overcome has happened. And there's so many different opportunities to have that excuse become your go-to, that you're going to hold on to that excuse because it is valid. But while you're starting these new habits and while you're kind of getting into, you know, how it's going to work best for you, what the routine's going to be looking like, all these different things, I think it's much easier to use those habits during that time, or excuse me, use those excuses during that time than after you begin to solidify more of a normal maintenance routine with things. I mean, I don't think it can be explained any better than that. I think that's spot on. I also think that it doesn't take much effort to use an excuse. Excuses are weightless. They don't cost anything. They're not hard to find, right? You keep them in your pocket all the time. The best of us do. Um, the way that I like to look at habits is, is a big jar. And I've got this jar, and it's full. It's full to the brim. So if I need a new constructive habit, I have to take an old one out of there to make room for it. Mm-hmm. If I don't take that out, I'm not going to get the top back on. you got to get the lid back on to to contain and keep this change, this new habit, right? Um, I think that an idea, this is something that's been profound in my life, my whole life. I had this, this idea, this invention when I was young. And I don't even remember what it was. But it was this invention, and I, I told this guy that I really respected an older gentleman, man, I've got this invention. He said, oh, yeah? And I said, yeah, here's what it is, and this is how it's going to change the world, and whatever it was. I think it was like a grill for a boat. It had a counterbalance on the bottom of it or whatever. And he said, so what have you done? What action have you taken? And I said, well, nothing. I just thought of it. Up, thought, thought of it. And he said, so that's an idea. So you don't have any plan to do anything with it yet? And I said, no. And he goes, okay, well, when you have a plan, you come up with a plan and you write it out and you can follow it, then you might have something. He said, but for now, it's an idea. Mm -hmm. So I think that if somebody has the idea that they want to become more aware of their health and their fitness and they want to become more physically capable or they want to hire a trainer or they want to make it to the gym... You have to roadmap that out. You mm-hmm. have to plan it. Mm-hmm. You have to plan all that stuff, just like we were talking about. Childcare, the car, um, whatever it is, right? Your commute, just to the gym. What kind of clothes are you going to wear? What are you going to do? That kind of stuff. Um, and really, to understand what a habit is, it's just a, it's, it's not just an idea. You know, a habit isn't a tangible thing. It's something that has to be settled. It has to be continued. It has to be... Habits don't happen in a week, mm-hmm. you know. You have to prepare yourself to create the habit. Mm-hmm. So take the old ones out of the jar that aren't doing you any good to make room for the for the good ones. And if you can't figure out what those, which ones to take out and pull in, ask. I mean, look at somebody around you that's successful or doing what it is that you're trying to do, maybe outside of social media, somebody that you know personally, and ask, hey, what's the best way? Because anytime I've done anything or even been on the side of asking somebody else, I'm more than happy to share, hey, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing a long time. I'm successful at it. I enjoy it. I'd love to share how maybe you can you can get into it as well. And so many people have come to me, and I, I would imagine this is probably true for you as well. Um, you know, clients will say, gosh, I'm really mm. good, and I'm, I go hard for like 10 days, or I get seven solid days in, and then all of a sudden I just fall off the wagon 
and I feel like a total failure. Yeah, exactly. And if you dissect exactly what happens, even habitually, like this is something that's happened for years, for the last decade, you try to lose the baby weight, you can't do it, something happens, you feel like a failure, it's a snowball effect. And exactly what's happening there is you're trying to do too much too soon, those excuses that are going to be there come in. They're excuses from every angle. You feel overwhelmed. You don't think you're doing it right. So you binge eat or you quit going to the gym or you, you know, Netflix all weekend or whatever the case may be. It kills your motivation buzz because you tried to do too much. The excuses came in. You used the excuses. You felt like a failure. Here continues the snowball effect. Right? So what would this- you call that? That's a habit. It's a habit. Yeah. So a habit is something that is extremely difficult to give up. It's very hard to quit. Alcohol, caffeine and sugar, probably the number one on the planet. Smoking. Right? Smoking, whatever. Lying. Um, people have a habit of not putting on their seatbelt. There could be all kinds of things. But since we're talking about this realm, the habits that most people are exercising is are giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just say excuses aren't excuses. Excuses are habits. It's not, there's, there's, that's what it is. You know, an excuse is, um, I showed up late to class today because my mom got a flat tire in her car. That's a pretty solid excuse. Yeah. An excuse for not getting out of the car and going into the gym or not making a good, if, you, if you're trying to be straight and narrow on your nutrition, by making a choice not to do the right thing. Those are habits. It's not an excuse. It's just you doing what you do. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest and say, <laughs> I'm in the habit of not doing the hard thing. I take the easy road. Well, you're going to get the easy results. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, you know, it's, it's really difficult because there are so many of those potentials. And I think especially for, you know, people who are working long hours you know, parents who are raising kids, there's a lot of things that can come in that you cling to. And oh my gosh, here's an example. So this is something I didn't even realize I was doing. And again, as having a history of, I totally dig exercise. I love to work out. And I've got into this kind of, you know, spread a little thin phase, been super busy, putting in long hours. And I had the opportunity, this was a couple weeks ago, to go out and go for a run. And Gabe was homesick. Not He was not feeling well. I put him down. I thought he was going to take a nap. And I creep in there to get my running shoes. And he kind of, he he's like restless, you know. So he, he wakes up and I go, oh, hey, baby, how are you feeling? I thought you were asleep. I was just going to go for a run. But if you don't want me to, I'll totally stay here. <laughs> yeah. And you wait right? for him to go. Yeah, yeah. Stay here. Because even though I really kind of wanted to, I also was kind of just waiting and almost making that excuse to not go. Because the go holds way more weight than no, right? Yeah. It's so easy and it costs nothing to be like, nah. So. I'm, nah. I'm not going to do it. You know, I don't want to get up. It's super cold. It's really early. I don't want to go sit in a tree stand. Oh, it's, you know, there's a huge buck walking under there right now, but eh, it's kind of cold and it's, that's effort. You know, it's just a habit. It's just sinking into it. You know, getting, here's the thing about habits, in my opinion, 
I see a habit or, or the reason why people fall off of the wagon, right? The shelf, the whatever you want to call it, is because they've never really taken the time or had any direction in forming a habit. So they haven't, they haven't tapped into their mental toughness. Right. There's somebody who hasn't challenged them. They don't have any accountability. That could be, I mean, in my opinion, for 20 whatever years that I've been doing this, one of the biggest demotivating factors, especially in a, in, in a relationship example, would be your partner doesn't support you. Or your partner isn't encouraging you to strap mm-hmm. on that other mm-hmm. shoe, right? You got one shoe on, but you're like, come on, it's you can keep me from... It's bad with nutrition, too. It's bad with nutrition. It's the same thing, yeah. So, um, you know, that mental toughness hasn't been tapped into. That habit, so-called has never been formed and the foundation hasn't been laid for it. So of course it's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Why, why would it not? You know, mm-hmm. there's only 2% of the population who are going to push through that. You know what I mean? So I've always been a believer in the, the 90, 10 rule that 10% of us. And I like to say us, cause I like to consider that, you know, I'm one of those people as are you get 90% of the things that we need. 90% of us, give in to all but maybe 10% of the things. So giving up, not pushing yourself enough to go, hey, these little victories are all going to add up to this one big victory, and then down the road I'll form this habit and I can keep this going, and now I've got this entire roadmap for success, and then I can just keep going and keep going and keep going. And if I can talk somebody into or encourage somebody by my actions or by my leadership, to do the same thing. Now I've got this accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. Now I've got someone else going like, hey, get up. Let's go to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's time to go. So so how does somebody get from being, you know, stuck in this routine of failure, you know, of, of getting to <clears throat> day 11, feeling great. Man, you're so proud of yourself. The momentum might be small, but it's progress forward. You're feeling good. Your clothes are fitting better. You're double taking yourself in the mirror. Yeah. You know, you're feeling you're feeling good. Sure. And then somebody walks into your office or you're getting together for the holidays and whatever this trigger temptation is for you and you fall off the wagon. Subsequently, you decide, screw it. If I made this mistake, I'm just, I'm over it. Right. I'm going to binge eat everything, which is going to spiral into emotion. It could be getting off an exercise routine. It could be any of those things. So how does somebody get to day 11, screw up, and then instead of just going, taking a knife to the tires, you you go, hey, that's okay. This is a small little, you know, pothole in this total journey that I'm on. I'm going to brush it off. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm not going to tell myself I'm stupid, unworthy, incapable, whatever. Then I'm going to move past that without doing too much damage to myself. Mm -hmm. How do you take the excuse, take the challenge, hiccup, whatever, and move forward from that and not get stuck and camp out there? I think there's a couple things. I think first and foremost, there has to be value. Mm -hmm. I think that if there's a value in you continuing through that, and if you've created that value in the past, then you can fall back on it. A lot of people haven't. And so they don't, there's, they haven't valued the, the onward and upward 
progression. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think that here's something I've used for my entire career. How would you teach your kid? How would you teach your son or daughter? They're, they struggle with math. And you've been working for weeks and it's, they're starting to build a little momentum and they're feeling a little bit better about it. And they're doing a little bit better and then they have a quiz and they get like a 50 or 60% on it. And they're bummed out. I'm stupid. I'm not. So then what would you tell them? Would you say, well, you know, remember a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when you weren't even trying and now that you're trying and you're learning and when you learn and you get, you, you get better and you start to achieve, those challenges don't plateau. They have to continue to ascend. They have to keep going up and they have to keep going up because the only way that we can grow is to continually stress ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Stress creates gain and growth. I think, I think that if, if you have, let's say that this person who's finding themselves binging or falling off the wagon hard or going like, well, screw it. I already made this mistake. Mm-hmm. Now it's this huge, big, if you don't have that support system of somebody saying it's okay, don't jump off the ledge yet. Let's go through chronologically what you've been through up to this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Historically, you give up. That's your habit. But now you started to create this mental toughness and this schedule and this plan and this continual effort. And you've got that in this tank. Mm-hmm. And now that tank is getting bigger than the habit tank. So as you're filling that up, right, like the jar, you're pulling the old, let's just say weaknesses, the mental failures out of that jar and you're putting this new stuff in you have to be able to see and have value in all the good that you've done up to here of course you're going to stumble of course you're going to fall i mean come on that's that's life that's how it works if you have somebody that that can support you and can be your accountability buddy and does know because somebody else might know your cues faster than you do mm-hmm. so let's say that i am i'm struggling I can go to the gym and work out and do all this stuff, but my nutrition sucks. Well, we know it's an 80-20 ball game. Mm-hmm. 20% is the gym. Sorry if that's breaking hearts out there. Let's say maybe may only be 15%. Because if you're eating like crap and you're binge drinking and staying up all night and your body never repairs and all this stuff, you're doing more damage at the gym than good anyway. It's the repair that does all the good. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an accountability person or somebody to support you, then... In, in my opinion, I think it's a, a good idea to lay out what you need from them. What Here's can I the freaking thing. You? People don't use their accountability buddy when shit hits the fan. Right. Ask for it. People use the accountability buddy when they did their meal prep and they went to the gym and how you doing, girl? Or did you make it? You know, that's or when it's they... It's okay that you didn't keep th- going. That's and I'm, and I'm sorry if this is you, but your accountability buddy should be there... When all hell breaks loose, when you are sitting on the couch in tears, feeling your worst, that's when you need to use the accountability buddy and vice versa. And they need to be the one that has the gall to tell you the stuff you don't want to hear. And they also need to be there to encourage you when you're doing the right thing without a cue, without being asked. Hey, way to go. You've been here three days this week. Hey, way to go those meals that you've either been prepping or eating or whatever look fantastic mm-hmm. or hey you're now i'm i'm a before i go any farther i don't believe in living by a scale right. there's a part of my life where competitively i had to weigh a certain weight 
And once that part of my life was over, I don't have a scale. Right. I don't care about that. Um, sometimes I want to know how much meat we pack out, but that's about it, right? <laughs> um, so forget that. How do you feel? How do your clothes fit? What do you look like in somebody else's eyes? Because they're going to be a little bit better judge of that than maybe your first person um, you know, experience. And I think you're right. I think that if I don't ask you what for what I need, how do I, how do I get that accountability from you? Mm-hmm. How does it work? It doesn't right. work. We're not mind readers. And it, but it never fails. That is how that goes. If my clients fall off, I guarantee you, it's when I'm not hearing back from them. Right. It's not when they're texting me and keeping tabs and doing check-ins saying, I feel great. Another thing I think is a struggle for people is getting a true definition behind your why. Yes. Amen. With When there's a goal, there has to be a reason that you want that goal. And not like, I want to look banging in a swimsuit, right? Yep. There has to be a reason that you want to. And I briefly talked about this with Tana Grenda on episode um, 40, Big Life Lessons. And she's also a fitness coach. And her and I were talking about how you would encourage someone to stay, you know, to stay in it, to build their motivation, to overcome any of these kind of hurdles. And so her and I were kind of talking about this. And it's something that every person who wants to achieve something has to figure out why you want to achieve that. Because in those moments when things get hard and there's difficult decisions, you know, you're going to make sacrifices, you're going to get uncomfortable, you're going to get up early, whatever. You have to know why the hell you're doing it. (laughs) If you don't, you will gladly choose every excuse in the book. And going back to my, that moment for me when I was like, but if you don't want me to go for a run, I'll stay here. I didn't know what my why was. I didn't know what I was training for. This, this to me was outside of any kind of like, I want to achieve this. I want to compete in this. I want to do this. It was just a very general Going through the motions. health maintenance thing, right? Yep. So, you know, outside of defining what your goals are, how does somebody get truly rooted into what their why is? Um, I definitely have a philosophy about how to get there, but, you know, it's, it's an uncomfortable process. Because a lot of times this goal or being overweight or underweight or whatever, it's connected to something that is a, a big emotional tie to us. So how do you get rooted in what that why is? What would be your suggestion for a client in going, I don't care that you want to lose 10 pounds. Why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Why do you want to lose 50 pounds by your birthday? Why do you want to do this? What are those recommendations that you have? Uh, my first recommendation or question would be, what are you getting out of it? So when somebody answers that, they're telling you their why. If you say, if someone says, I want to lose 20 pounds, you say, why? Because I can feel better in my clothes or my husband will pay more attention to me or um, I've got a family reunion. Well, great. Okay. So what are you going to get out of that? What's your plan with it? Well, how about after that event? There's nothing physical you have to do to family reunion, right? I mean, some people get a little wild. Um, 
Why? Why do you... I had this really awesome young man several years back who was a stud college football player. He was going to travel the NFL, and we had 10 weeks to work. And he was exercising or doing something, and I was in I was in between clients working out myself. And he came over and he said, you know, I'd really like to, to work with you, and I... I here's what I, what I want to do. And this is what I've been doing. And I said, well, why are you exercising like that? You want to be in the NFL so I can be strong. Okay. But what are, what are you doing? You're an offensive lineman, right? Cool. So why do you, why do you need to be doing all these bicep curls? Your job is to push people around to push. That's it. So the training specificity behind his goal, he needs to sort out his why we figured it out. I want to be an NFL offensive lineman. Cool. Now that we know that, we can write a, down a roadmap. This is exactly what we need to do to get you there. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what it is that you're you're training for or doing, um, I want to you know I want to shoot a a nice buck or a bull or something. That's my that's my why do I want to do that? Several reasons. One, I want to feed my family. Two, I want the experience of the hunt. Um, and three, I want to prove that I've practiced and honed my skills to be competent enough to do that. So if I don't practice and if I don't make sure all of my gear's in order, that why doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, right? Here's another thing that I want to throw in there. It might be a little off topic, but I feel like it pulls it all together. Your why has to do with your amount of time available too, right? So like you were saying earlier, spread pretty thin. You've got a very busy schedule. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a little bit more flexible, flexible schedule. Um, I, I would question, let's say this, I would challenge everybody out there to write down their definition of busy Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper. What does busy mean to you? Because man, I'll tell you what, that gets thrown around like laundry, especially these days. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm too busy. Really? What are you doing? Right. I mean, don't flatter yourself. The president's way more busy than you are. And he gets an hour of exercise a day. He finds a way to do it. There's way bigger fish to fry. Write down your priorities. What does busy mean? Oh, I'm busy. Cool, because your face is in your phone. Is it you're just busy doing what? Mm -hmm. So I think that if you can sort that out, then you can find a spot to prioritize and put in the pieces that lead to your why. Here's what I want to do. Here's why I want to do it. And here's the available times that I can put forth the effort to make that happen, which means that I'm not busy in these times Mm -hmm. and I'm pulling the old worthless habits out of the jar and I'm putting these new pieces in. And as soon as that thing's filled up, I've got a new habit and then it's easy. It's not something that I'm going to give up because habits are extremely difficult to give up. So if you set all that and you go in that direction and you stop allowing yourself to be busy and you stop allowing yourself to fall back on old habits then I think that's, you know, a a good piece of success. But how do you do that, right? I mean, that's where people struggle. And it's so much easier said than done to just stop using the excuses, to stop being busy, to evaluate where you are. Yeah, 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 we all know that. So how else do I get there? How, how do I overcome that? How do I not find these excuses? You're, you need support. You need support. You need to, everybody has somebody. And if you don't, I'll put my email in the show notes. 
you can reach out. Everybody has somebody in their life that can either be, hey, this is great, or can be that ass that calls you and, and busts you and says, go, do it. Here's what you committed to. Here's what you're supposed to do. And I'll go back to it. How would you, how would you explain it to your kids? How would you have them do it? How would you teach them to do it? Would they give up? Oh, this math is getting hard. Well, just give up. That's fine. You can just live in my house until I die. And then... I keep thinking about teaching kids to ride bicycles. And, you know, you get the kid on the bike and he's got some training wheels, right? So he has support. He's got something that's going to assist him in being successful and learning the balance and the rhythm and all the things that go into riding a bike. And then eventually you take off the training wheels and they fall over and they might get a little scared. They might, you know, want to just walk away from it. They, not very many kids are just really good at riding a bike. No. But they're like, gosh, dang it. This looks like so much fun. I want to ride this bike. So they continue getting back on the bike, stumbling, having to walk next to it, whatever it takes to learn balance, coordination, rhythm and eventually over time after falling down a ton probably wrecking skinning up their knees and their hands they're so like this is going to be awesome that they continue to do it and what else do you think they get alongside of that if mom and dad are out there with them support positive encouragement yeah you're gonna fall so what and you know what they're not doing they're not looking over at like little timmy next to him and going like gosh he's riding his bike really well I can't ride my bike that well. I'm just not going to do this because I'll never be like Timmy. Yeah, or it's Timmy's fault for being alive. <laughs> here's a pointless excuse. You know, here's a here's a reason for why I'm not doing it. It's because you're around. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. We're, we're all adults. You know, we all have to find a way to create value in pushing through the road stop, or the roadblocks, mm -hmm. the speed bumps, right? Don't call them failures. I think a failure would be if, if you had to make a decision to stop at a stop sign or not, and you chose not to stop because you're better than the law, you're, that's a failure. You're failing. If you, if you have a chance to start making these tougher decisions to to choose good food or your nutrition or to be encouraged by a friend or to encourage a friend and that doesn't quite happen, that's a speed bump. That's a distraction. That's something that's just slowing you down. It's not a failure. Mm -hmm. But if you allow yourself to get into that mentality saying, well, I failed or I sucked or whatever, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to suck. You're going to feel like a failure. There doesn't seem to be a, a gray area when it comes to... Failure versus success. People chalk it up to either being one or the other. There's no like interim progress. There's no like middle ground, I'm on my way to being successful. No. It's like a, did I succeed or was that a fail? There's, there's nothing that just lets you go, dude, I'm doing awesome. I am really far away from where I want to end up, but this is better than it was yesterday. Heck yeah, man. And, and let me break some knowledge um, on the world here. Success doesn't happen on accident. Nobody's ever become successful on accident. You can become wealthy on accident. You can become popular on accident. 
but nobody's become successful on accident mm-hmm. in the history of humankind. It's never happened. It'll never happen because success is, it's determination. Success is, is, is very directional. It's not, there's it doesn't a, happen on accident. There's a plan behind success. It's very, yes, yes, it's, that doesn't, it doesn't happen on accident. Mm-hmm. If you ask anybody that you, a business owner, if you ask, you know, a world leader, anything like that, and you ask them, how did that happen? They're going to be like, I don't know, but thank God it did. That was awesome. It's not like winning the lottery, you know? So I think, get that out of your mind. I think that you have to come to a conclusion with yourself. And you have to say, hey, for example, just had this conversation with somebody the other day. No matter what choices you make, if if you choose to take the path less traveled, meaning you're going to keep driving, you're going to realize that these roadblocks are going to come up and you're going to find a way to get around them, you're going to be determined, you're going to be driven, that success is going to come. If you choose to, poor me, pity me, oh, I didn't quite make it today, so I'm a loser, guess what? Life's going to keep on rolling. It doesn't stop for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even slow down. Nothing. You break your leg, doesn't slow down. You know, it, and it happens in anything. You lose a loved one. Life keeps going. You have to find a way to cope with it. You have to find your way to cope with it that works best for you. And then if that means reaching out for support from somebody and telling them exactly, this is what I need from you. Do you think you're up for it? If they are, great. If not, don't hold it against them. Find somebody else. Yeah. All that stuff has to be... it. It has to be on purpose. Life is going to keep rolling. So you can either choose, and this sounds very the classic, right? You can choose to dwell in your sorrows and, oh, this isn't working. And I've already done this, so I guess I'll do this and I'll just fail. And I mean, that's great. Don't expect anything other than that because it's that's your habit, mm-hmm. right? But you don't have to. So ask for somebody else to say, hey, this is how good you've been doing. Don't pump my tires up if I don't deserve it because all you're doing is enabling me to go back, fall back into my old habit. Mm-hmm. Success doesn't happen on accident. Life is not going to wait for you, um, but you can determine what that outcome is. You, you have to know your why. You have to know your why so you can put it together. How many puzzles have you ever bought with a blank picture on the front of the box? <laughs> have to be, have why the to hell am I getting yeah. this box? Oh, there's a puzzle in there. What's the puzzle? It doesn't matter. I don't know. Well, yeah, I need to know why I'm putting this thing together. What is it going to look like? I have no idea what it looks like. There's no goal, right? So put your puzzle pieces together. Don't give up. And when it gets hard, ask for help. Dig in. Know that everybody stumbles and falls. So one more thing that I was thinking of, too, in all of those really good points that have been made, I think people need to... Learn to be very realistic in setting goals. I think that we all want to look like a supermodel. We all want to feel like we have a a clean diet, whatever that means to you. We all want to be financially sound. But instead of starting at this midway or bottom point and expecting to get to the top of the mountain, there's a process in which you get there. Mm -hmm. And I think... Sometimes not sticking to these new habits or new goals that we set for ourselves 
can be simply linked back to setting goals that are not attainable for who we are, where we're going, what we're doing, right? I'm not saying you can't achieve anything that you want to, but you have to be practical in what you're expecting of yourself. Absolutely. Especially considering wherever your starting place is. Yep. And that can't be compared to anything else. It can't be a comparable. It can't be, well, Lucy is this, that, and the other. And she looks great in a bathing suit. Or, boy, he drives a really nice car. And I can't even stand the fact that mine's a piece of crap. And, you know, blah, 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 whatever. The first thing that popped into my mind when you said there has to be a starting place. And you can't have these unrealistic goals and expectations. Um, I want to climb a mountain. That sounds fantastic. Do you have boots? Uh, no. So, okay. So let's go back and we'll find you some boots and then we'll see what kind of socks are best. And you're probably gonna need to carry some water up there. So we'll take all these little parts and pieces and put them together. And then we can start practicing climbing small mountains. And then you get a bigger mountain, then you get a bigger mountain, then you get a bigger mountain. And those all have to be a conscious decision. Um, that can't be something, again, that happens on accident. Well, it's, and it links right back into what we were talking about exactly in understanding how to set those new habits and not doing too much too soon. I mean, exactly right. You have to be aware of and respond to your surroundings. What does it take in order to achieve X? Yep. What are the steps that you have to take in order to get there? That's right. Because then you know what your potential hurdles might be. So we're going to sign off this podcast for today, but I want to give a challenge to you to implement into your life and to see if these things help you specifically reach your goals. So the challenge is for you to any of these habits or goals that you're moving into that you really want for your life, that you really freaking want to achieve. I want you to write down what that goal is. And then under that, I want you to write down why you want to achieve it. If you, the first thing that comes into mind, write it down. And then I want you to dissect that even more. Why do you want that? Your why should be rooted and filtered down like you're trying to filter sand out of water. I want you to every question or every statement that you make attached to your why, I want you to ask yourself why you want that. And, I, and I've said this a lot recently, but in case you haven't heard me, you will know your why when you are nearly brought to tears. You'll know your why when in the pit of your stomach you go, that's what's holding me back. That's what it is. So write down your goal, write down your why, dissect your why. I mean, this can happen over five minutes. This can happen over five days. This can be refined over five years, but write it down. And then I want you to think about the goal and the why and the time that it might take you to achieve this. And I want you to write down any of the potential hurdles or excuses you see coming up in your way. And for every excuse or hurdle that you can think of, and this should be fairly conclusive, I want you to write down how you could combat that. And this sounds like work. It is work. But if you want this goal, if this thing is important to you, if you are sitting around feeling like you totally suck at achieving whatever this is, stop feeling sorry for yourself. 
carve out the day, carve out an hour, carve out five minutes, five times over the next two days and get this done. Figure it out. I will attach this in the show notes so you know exactly what you should be writing down. Get an accountability buddy. What else you got? I would say mind map it. That's the one thing that's popped into my head as soon as you started talking about that. You can, there's two or three different apps out there. It's just called mind mapping. And once you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You can do exactly as she said. You put your why in the first circle and it's going to give you all these different fingers off of that. And each one of those bubbles is going to be, here's my um, roadblock. Here's what I'll gain out of it. Here's what my, how my accountability buddies would help me from it. And know that, just like she said, this is work. Again, success doesn't happen on accident, right? So be persistent. Be determined. You know, be aggressive. Yeah. Be e aggressive. Right. Yeah. And if you don't know that, then. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on again. I think this will give enough to the listeners to really start rolling around in their head and putting into action. So this is going to be good. Again, check out in the show notes because I will link to those challenges that I am giving to you. Yeah. Um, go ahead, send me a message. Once you write it out, once you figure it out, send me a screenshot, whatever it takes. Love to hear from you. Connect with us online uh, at Her Inspired Journey. And of course, Stephen said you could send him a message That's and right. he would be your accountability buddy as well. So I will also put his information in the show notes. You want to know why? Because you deserve to reach your goals and you deserve to figure out your why and to live it. So Write that down. You deserve it. You deserve to be successful. You deserve to feel good. And you deserve to reach your goals. You really do. I think everybody does. Mic drop. We're out. Boom. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.